Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. All right, let's, uh, let's pray and begin to lean in that little bit more. It's been a great service so far, amen. We're having a lot of fun. That's good. It's what family do on Easter Sunday. So let's just pray and believe and thank this risen God for all that he's done and for all that he's going to do in the next 30 to 45 minutes. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for all of those on site. I pray for all of those who are not here today. I pray for all of those who are online. Thank you for Swan Hill and again, Mornington Peninsula and uh, Pastor Dixon and Buzia County, Africa and Pastor Naveen and Andrew and India. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing and are about to do as we now begin to lean in all the more to your presence and become all the more aware of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you also for your word that is about to go out, Lord, in power. I thank you that you would give each one of us ears to hear, eyes to see, and the expectation of faith to believe for a personal encounter with you right here, right now, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I really do believe that it's important to remember the resurrection from a heavenly perspective. It's important to remember, to remember. You know, there's so many passages in the Bible that reference remembering. And the reason for that is because we have a habit of forgetting. I don't know about you, but we can forget very, very easily and very quickly of the great and the mighty things God has done. My wife and I, we celebrated 30 years of marriage this year on February 2. And on the eve, thank you so much. <laughs> and on the eve of our wedding anniversary, I pulled out a box. Uh, it's a box of, you know, full of love letters that we wrote to one another and Christmas cards that we had given one another. And, you know, Trina used to work at a hair salon called St. Moritz in Dean Street. And it wouldn't be uncommon for her to finish work late at night and to find a little love note under her windscreen wiper. You know, so we're looking at that. We're having a great laugh and, and the mood in the place. Well, I shouldn't get too carried away, but the mood in the place just brought back so, so many memories as we began to think about, wow, look how much we've done. And, you know, it's like that as we began to remember our history. And I want to encourage you, never forget the time that you came to know Jesus. Don't forget the time when you had that personal encounter with Him, which is partly what this weekend is all about. And so it's important to remember just how far Jesus came to get us. And if you were here on Good Friday, you would have heard just a little bit about that journey. Or if we're friends on Facebook or, or Instagram, you would have seen that for the last week, I've been doing a daily devotional about uh, having an Easter encounter. In Christian theology, the doctrine of the Incarnation holds that Jesus Christ is the only Son of our Heavenly Father, the pre-existent second Godhead in the Trinity, who chose to step out of His glorious eternity, came in a human body and walked amongst humanity. And in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, it says that He, Jesus, he made himself of, no, of nothing, of no reputation by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even the death 
upon a cross by his own creation. It blows my mind that, you know, all things were made through Jesus, and yet he came to earth and allowed his own creation to put him on the cross. The Apostle Paul wrote in two, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, And without controversy or contest, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world and received up in glory. I really do believe that it's important to remember the resurrection from a heavenly perspective. I also believe that it's important to remember the resurrection from a hope-filled perspective. I think there might be some people here who may be feeling like your future or your current situation might be a little bit hopeless. And this is the whole uh, uh, you know, power of Resurrection Sunday because it reminds us that there is hope. You know, Jesus' life, it didn't end on the cross. It began on the cross. And what seems like the end, can I just say, it's only a new beginning. Things are not fall. I feel to say, even now, just by the leading of the Holy Spirit, uh, the Lord wants you to know that things are not falling apart. They're actually falling into place. And in Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 8, get ready for my dad joke, my one and only dad joke for today. Uh, it's good. People are already laughing. That's great. Um, it says, on the first day of the week, what's the first day of the week in our calendar week? It's Sunday. That's why you've got to give Sunday to the Lord. And it says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women, the girls, they took their spices. The girls, they were the Spice Girls. That's all you're going to get. That's all I've got. That's my best effort. I actually told that same joke last year, and I got more laughs this year, so that's good. Mind you, there was only about five people in the room because we were meeting online. So I guess that's... Uh, and every one of those five people laughed too, by the way. So anyway... And so it says that they had prepared these spices and they went to the tomb and they found that the stone had been rolled away. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning, they were angels. They stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He, Jesus, is not here. He has risen just as he said. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. And so they went to, their uh, they went to the tomb, the tomb of Jesus. Their hearts were despondent and they were empty. But when they discovered the empty tomb, their hearts were filled with hope again, and they ran to tell the other disciples. And towards the end of my message today, we're going to take communion together. So I just want to encourage all of those who are watching online. Can we just give a hand up for all of those watching online? Just give them some encouragement and love. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
And so we just want to encourage you now to go and grab whatever you need to grab. It could be, I don't know, an arrowroot biscuit. Or if you're feeding a baby, just take a little bit off the, uh, what is it? A rusk, whatever works. And uh, just something that represents the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. And so we're going to take communion together um, at the end of this service so that we can remember the resurrection from a historical perspective. Well, uh, this is actually, I was thinking about it, and this is the 19th Resurrection Sunday message that I've delivered in a row. And uh, in those 19 years, we've created spaces for others to come and freely worship Jesus. We've created spaces for others to come and hear the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to remember the last supper of Jesus, to lead others to salvation in Jesus, and to pray for everyone in Jesus' name. And as I was thanking God for this divine opportunity to love and serve Him by loving and serving people, I began to think about all those years. And of course, you know, I began to think about all of our Gateway Life Church services. Uh, In case you don't know, we have a 12 p.m. weekly Sunday service here, which is focused mainly on our growing African congregation. And I began to think about that service. And I began to think about all these spaces we create. Think about what we've already done today. We've worshiped Jesus We've given of our tithes and everything like that. And, and as I was just thinking about it, I began to think about what is the most important part of all of our Gateway Life Church services. And so let me ask you, what about you? Like, what do you think? I just wonder if I went around the room and if we had time just to ask every single individual saying, hey, tell us all what you believe is the most important part of every one of our Gateway Life Church services. Now, I know depending on your history, depending on what you love, depending on what you value, we would get a range of different answers. Well, today I want to give you my perspective, which I believe is also a biblical one. So, but before I give you my answer, let's just talk about some of the things, uh, some of the elements that we think would be the most important part of our church services. Number one, is it worship? Well, gosh, that's pretty important, isn't it? You know, the Bible says that in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. I think it's Psalm 16. And at His right hand, there is pleasure forevermore. We also know that in the presence of the Lord, there is liberty and there is freedom. So gosh, worship, lifting up the name of Jesus, forgetting about yourself and how you feel and what you think and your life and just lifting up the name of Jesus above all. I think, gosh, that's pretty important, isn't it? What about the gospel? Well, that's pretty important too. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 1.16, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is the power unto salvation for all who believe. So it's like, wow, we can't even get saved without, first of all, hearing the gospel. What about communion? That's pretty important. Jesus said, as often as you gather, do this in remembrance of me so that you don't forget that I lay down my life for you. What about the giving of our tithes and our offerings? Well, that's pretty important too. All the lights are out without any tithe. The vision and the mission cannot advance. And we're a church that wants to advance. We are an advancing church. 
We're not a stalemate church. We are not a tread water church. We are not, let's just throw some mud on the wall and see what sticks kinds of, kind of a church. We're a kingdom advancing church. And so we need the tithe. We need the offering, biblically speaking. But what about you? What do you believe is the most important part of our church service and any church service around the world today? Well, let me give you the answer. The most important part is your part. It's your part. It's your response to the gospel. It's your response in worship. It's your obedience to the call of God upon your life. And I really don't believe that it's God's will for any of us, nor is it even right to come and hear about an eternal resurrected Savior and King, only to walk out of this place and to live and think like He's dead, to walk and to talk like He's dead. I really do believe that the preaching of God's Word should be more than just entertaining. It really should be heart-changing and life-rearranging. What good is a great worship service, communion reminder, or gospel message if we walk out of the building with no change and live like hell on earth? I pray, always, I pray that we've come to Gateway Life Church today for change and not just a charge. I see change. I believe for change. This is a time for change in your life. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. It's time for change. And it begins with the one in the mirror. Let me ask you this. Come on now. <laughs> when was the last time you came into church, into a church service or your own prayer time, de devotional time throughout the week, and you came in to that time like David in Psalm 139 when he cried out, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if, there is a, if there's any sinful or wicked way in me. And then lead me in the way everlasting, O God. When was the last time? I just want to ask you, this is not, the answer is not for me. The answer is for your own reflection. When was the last time you had a fresh revelation of Jesus? Or is your Christian faith just way too predictable for you? Are you just ticking boxes for those online and on site? Where's it at? Seriously. You know, who was it who said it? Um, I can't think. It might have been. Oh, I can't think of the Christian orator, the great Christian orator. He said, uh, no one is as close to God than they want to be. You can be as close as you want to be to Jesus. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Come on, let that be our prayer. Let us pray, God, I want you to change my heart. Lord, my heart is proud. Lord, I pray that you would change my heart attitude. I want you to change my unbelieving, fault-finding and critical, proud heart. Change me, Lord. Change me from the inside out. When was the last time you came before God and said, God, I'm not coming out of this room until I have encountered you the way that you want me to encounter you? I mean, how, how, how do we follow Jesus? Is it on our terms or is it on His terms? A few Sundays ago, I was talking about how we've got to get the vertical relationship with God right. It's 
possible that many of us, we're trying to level out the horizontals of life. We're trying to get the horizontals of life in order and saying, God, come over here. Would you bless my effort? Would you bless what I want to do? Uh, not your will be done, but my will be done, God. Uh, come and just, I, I want to tack you on the end of what I'm doing like, uh, like a cross that I wear around my neck. So I can put you on when I'm at church, but then when I leave this place, I take you off. The Bible calls that being double-minded. Jesus is not an accessory. He's not an add-on. When we give our lives to Him, and I'm going to give someone that opportunity at the end of my message today, it's about an exchange, my life for His. Jesus, our loving Lord and Savior said, for whoever wants to lose their life for my sake will find it, but whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But I really do believe, come on, I'm talking to you. Hey, listen, this is God's word to us at Gateway Life Church. That's pretty cool. I hope you think it's cool because it's all I've got and it's what I believe in. But I wonder what God might be saying across the world. You know, there are millions, there are going to be millions of people gathering all over the world uh, for the next 24, 48 hours. One service after another. You're a part of that massive, that global congregation right now. We've got, uh, you know, services happening in Africa and in India. I'll talk more about India another time in the future as we just continue to establish things. But we've got services all over the world happening. But apart from that, we've got brothers and sisters meeting all over the globe talking about Jesus. I wonder what's coming from their pulpits. I'm not there to compare, but I'm saying I know that this is what God wants to say to us. This is what I know God wants to say to us. And we need pastors of churches to be changed. We need leaders of nations to be changed. We need husbands of wives to be changed. We need wives of husbands to be changed. We need parents of children to be changed. We need entrepreneurs of businesses to be changed. I want to put this out there. If you have your own business, even if you don't, can I encourage you to consider sowing something into this house for the kingdom of God? But all in all, to wrap it all up, we need followers of Jesus Christ to be changed. The prophet Ezekiel, he writes in Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 31. He said, my people, they come to you, he said, as they usually do. And they sit before you to hear your words, but they do not put them into practice. This was back in Ezekiel's day. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 says, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. Many are hearing the preaching, they're singing the songs, they're eating the bread and drinking the cup. But what are we doing when we walk out of here? Is it being walked out or just talked about? And so before we dive just a little bit deeper, can we please just organize a microphone? Maybe, I don't know if we can use those two. I'll, I'll leave that up to you, Alyssa. I just want to invite Paulie and Otter and uh, Adrian Povey to come. <laughs> so let's give them uh, a hand as they come. I'm going to get them to testify. Just going to have like a little intermission before we dive in. And so, uh, you know, our mission statement here at Gateway is to equip encourage and empower the generations uh, through discipleship and leadership development. And uh, before I hand it over to these boys, in Luke chapter 10, verse 1, it says, And Jesus sent them out two by two to preach the gospel 
And you would know that over the past few weeks, I've been putting it out there that if anyone wants to go uh, and evangelize the streets of Aubrey, Wodonga, and anywhere else, then come and see Paul. This is Paul Leonotta. And you can still come and see Paul if you're interested in learning more about street evangelism. And so uh, 10 a.m. yesterday, uh, they met here and uh, they watched a little video here and there. They prayed, took their resource, and, and they took to the streets. And so they went out two by two. And um, I'm just going to hand it over to Paul now, and he's going to tell us just what happened. Oh, good morning, Gateway Life Church family, brothers and sisters online and on site. And uh, yes, it was an exciting day. We spent one hour down the street. And as Pastor Jason said, uh, we watched a video on how to uh, share the gospel with other people. And that's what I love doing. I've been a Christian 20 years and I love sharing the love of Jesus with people, especially yesterday, Easter Saturday, the, we could tell people about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we ended up sharing the love of Jesus with 15 people. We invited three people to church. We gave three cards out and I got to share pray for a Sri Lankan man as well so yeah isn't Thank that wonderful you for that that's so good they had the opportunity to sow 15 seeds into 15 souls lives now Adrian Povey he's only been a Christian not quite two years and uh, this was his first time going out to evangelize the street so tell us about your experience tell us a little bit about even how you were feeling going into it <laughs> Good morning, church. So, yeah, you know, I've only been coming just for two years, and so this is all new to me, and I wanted to do this to overcome my fear and the anxiety, the scary stuff that goes along with all that, and so I kept trying to, trying to talk myself to sort of any reason that I could find to pull, pull out of this. <laughs> it got to... Got to nine o'clock, I'm like, yep. Quarter, quarter to ten, going, oh, I think I need to ring Paul, I can't do this. No, no, put the phone down, I can, I can do this. So, I am, um, thank you. <laughs> all right, I just wanna, so it's all my, sort of, the, all the fear, the anxiety, the, being scared of what people are gonna gonna say, and I just thought, you know, hey, what can, how how can this be? You just talk, just talking to people. I like to talk. <laughs> well, I do now. <laughs> and um, so so I did did that, and I wanted to also do it and show others that you can do it, like. Even if you have fear and you're scared, because that's what it's all about, overcoming your fear and anxiety to sort of climb up that mountain. <laughs> yep. So good. So two great examples, two great examples. And you're going to feel afraid. So <laughs> why would fear come against you? You must be pretty special. You must be pretty powerful. You must have some incredible supernatural power on the inside of you. Otherwise, why would a spirit of fear come against you to shut you up and to shut you down? But you see, it's not about the fear. It's about doing it anyway. And how did you feel after? Just in, in 10 words or less, how did you feel? 
Yeah, I actually felt awesome. Yeah. Like, I felt like a lot had been accomplished in that hour. Are you looking forward to next time? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait. And, and, All right. And, and, well, let's give these boys a great big hand as they're seated. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Adrian. We're really uh, just getting into the business end of our Resurrection Sunday, our Easter encounter service today. Because I really do believe with all my heart, so what I believe, that if we walk in to a service like this, the same way that if we walk out, sorry, if we walk out of a service like this, the same way that we walked in, then we actually need to examine our faith as Paul said so. Listen to this. This is again through the prophet Ezekiel. And uh, in chapter 46, verse 9, it says, But when the people of the land came before the Lord on the appointed feast days, this is like one of the appointed feast days, the Passover. It says, he goes on to say, Whoever enters by way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate. And whoever enters by the way of the south gate shall go out by the way of the north gate. But they shall not return by way of the gate through which they came, but they shall go out through the opposite gate. And so this is why we are a kingdom advancing people. We should not come into the presence of the Lord one way and go out the other side the same way. Nor should we return and go out by the way which we came. We need to go out the other side different. Come out the other side changed. And I just want to invite our stewards now just to begin to hand out the communion elements. And my prayer for you today is that you'll come in one way, but you'll leave another way. That's my prayer. I really do pray that every single person is going to, you know, if every single person walked out of this service today, or even those watching online, if by the end of the service, you can look at yourself in the mirror and see change and believe and desire change, I would call that revival. And I really do believe that, uh, you know, we might have walked in lost, but let's believe that we can walk out found. You might have walked in full of darkness, but let's believe you're going to walk out full of light. You might have walked in feeling full of sin and guilt, but I know this, if you will participate and play your part, you're going to walk out of here clean, forgiven, and set free. So we need to remember <coughs> the Re Resurrection Sunday from a historical perspective in Luke chapter 22. Verses 14 to 19, just to summarize, it says, When the hour had come, Jesus sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. He said, Do this in remembrance of me. This here, this here represents the broken body of Jesus. When we partake of it in just a moment, we are acknowledging that Jesus' body was broken, that he died in our place. You know, the death that he died, we were supposed to die, but he was like a lamb led to the slaughter. He was innocent, he was pure, he was blameless, and he died for our sins, for the sins of the world, past, present, and future. So let me encourage you right now just to take the bread and let's eat together.
And before we partake of the cup, let's believe for miracles. Let's believe for healings. Let's believe for freedom. Let's believe for cleansing. Let's believe for the forgiveness of sins. Let's partake of the life that's in the blood of Jesus right now. You know, in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, it says, this is great news. Hey, just remember, remember, what's the most important part? For me, this is the big question that we had to land here today and, and, and discover the answer. What's the most important part of every Gateway Life Church service? No matter where you are around the world, it's your part. It's your part. And it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can we give the Lord a hand for that passage? Whoever. I'm so glad it says whoever. Because I'm, I'm a whoever. I'm a whoever. Doesn't matter what the nation, the generation, the gender, the, the history, the background, it doesn't matter. God's coming after you and He's calling you. Today, He's calling you. He's calling you up the back, from the left to the right, from the front to the back, all the way into the parents' room. He's calling you. All of those online, He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. I just want to ask you, what's your part? Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.